Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. I'm really excited to unpack this um, beautiful topic of causing connections. Um, before we dive into that, um, Jackie, I call you Jackie, it's Jacqueline. <laughs> um, can you just share a little bit more about yourself, your background and, you know, where you're at right now in terms of your teaching and certainly, you know, how you got to come to, to being interested in this topic that you're teaching? Thank you. Well, I just want to say hi to everyone and thank you so much for having me, Susie. It's um, definitely one of my greatest passions to be able to share this. So I feel really honoured that I have um, the time and space to do this. So thank you for that. I guess a little bit about me is um, originally I studied as a primary teacher, which um, I absolutely love because I think that's where you see so much learning and so much development from such a young age, students really grow and they're in their most often connected state because they haven't really learned how to disconnect yet. However, in saying that, um, from uh, my casual teaching, I started teaching kindergartens right way through to year six and I often would teach into high school as well. And I just noticed a pattern between from a young age, why are we so connected and so playful and so aware of everything that's around us and engaged? And then as we go on and as we get into teenage years and adult life, we start to hold all this baggage and we start to, I guess, lose a little bit of that original connection that we're all completely born with. And I know myself, I had... um, my, my biggest challenges were, were later on um, probably as I started uh, my adulthood and I knew myself the, the weight of feeling disconnected and it really unsettled me. So I kind of started to go on this path of trying to understand what is it that disconnects us, what connects us and how is it that we can live our most fulfilled lives and how can we learn that from a young age so that we know to keep it going instead of kind of learning these things later on when everything's fallen apart. <laughs> mm. So that's, that's kind of a bit about me, originally a primary teacher, but I have gone into studying mindfulness, um, yoga, meditation. Um, so maybe if you can just tell us a bit about what, you know, what you're currently doing in terms of work and focusing on and then we'll unpack this, you know, this connection a little bit more. Sure. Uh, one of my main things I'm specialising at the moment is in schools I run mindfulness programs uh, and I guess essentially connection programs. So I help them learn tools about what their emotions are, how they can um, calm themselves down when they're feeling overwhelmed. And I've just started collaborating with um, some different gyms and entrepreneurs. Uh, I've been very lucky that they've been reaching out to me and um, inviting me to come along to events and to speak a bit more uh, because it's something that's so passionate for me. It's really sad to open up. So. Predominantly, I work in schools teaching um, connection mindfulness programs. So, have been branching out into um, fitness, into uh, different uh, workplaces, um, and yeah, helping with with that people to um, be their, their themselves and um, and be really aware of of this topic. All right, so let's let's get into it. Like I'm I'm very passionate about this topic, as you know, because mm. I can identify with what you were saying about kids early on, being really connected, um, knowing, you know, as a young child, wanting to learn and understand the world and being in flow with that, being in tune with what was going to help me understand that, for example, playing with water, understanding how water works. Um, walking barefoot around, you know, the, 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 the place where I grew up in and my exploring my garden, all that kind of stuff. And, and so I totally get that. And then growing up, I do also um, remember getting disconnected, but I don't know if I knew that at the time, you see. So 
I, I don't know if I really knew that, you know. Um, but, yeah, what from your experience, from what you've seen with students um, and how does this then apply to adults, why, why and where does this disconnection happen? Yeah, definitely. Um, disconnection, I guess, essentially it's like separation. It's separation from um, your core values. So everyone has their own blueprint and um, so, something that really matters the most to them. So people disconnect in all different ways for all different reasons. Um, but if we're talking in general sense for, I guess, the purpose of this conversation, uh, it, it really is disconnection is separation from who you are, what you believe in, and what's around you. So disconnection can often happen. Um, Brene Brown is fantastic with really unpacking a lot to do with this, with shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time we connect if we're feeling shameful, if we're feeling guilt, um, and if something has happened in our life that doesn't align with who we want to be or where we want to go. Um, I know myself um, literally just a couple of days ago at a moment of, oh, my gosh, I'm just I'm just not a, a great teacher like um, I'm literally in the middle of writing reports and I had a moment where I was oh I'm kind of pushing towards a deadline and I had this in the pit of my stomach where I was doubting myself so doubt and shame and guilt you can really feel it often inside you and then it can often be an emptiness feeling as well so that feeling of like I just you either care too much or you can add not at all. So um, for the, the purpose of um, caring that too much, often uh, it's, it's called um, anxiousness, it's called anxiety. So it's that feeling of being overwhelmed and that's a form of disconnection because you are so worried about what's about to happen that you're not connected currently happening and what you can currently do you're not being proactive in the moment you're so in fear of this is going to happen this person's going to think this of me and I'm not okay with that disconnect disconnect fear mm. fear is that big one and it's a primal um, instinct which um you go into the neuroscience of it is so important too because you're not weird you're not bizarre for feeling disconnected it's a primal instinct to help us to be better so if we didn't have forms of disconnection we would get lost like we we have a map essentially so every time we feel disconnected great like I've started celebrating that now like yes and it helps me to be like oh I'm disconnected I'm not feeling that or I'm not feeling that um, connection with that person that place the work that I'm doing. So it, it really allows you to take a moment to say, okay, well, what is it that I'm disconnecting? Why am I feeling it? And you can start to unpack it. When you start to unpack it, you redirect yourself to connection. So overwhelm is a big one, that anxiety. Uh, and then on the other end of the scale, I guess, is often um, feeling just empty, feeling a sense of, of depression, of not wanting to wake up, of do, doing anything. And myself, I've been there. I've woken up in the morning and thought, I don't really want to get out of bed today. And um, for me, I felt really disconnected when I had that because that wasn't my identity. I didn't want to put it in my identity that, um, I'm not here for any particular reason uh, that has helped shape my life but I have had those moments where I just felt completely disconnected and um, I heard this beautiful um, quote that depression is the opposite of purpose so oh, yeah I love that, that say that again depression, depression is depression is the opposite of purpose mm. We dive so much into um, the why are you feeling depressed, what's going on for you, and those are really important things, as you know, as a psychologist, and so important. But it it is the opposite of when you feel like you're living life on purpose. You feel often depressed when you don't really have that that thing you're reminding yourself to live for. So you really can have 
two big extremes to disconnection. And Hmm. like I said, I'm I'm never going to um, tell anyone Hmm. wrong with you because you've experienced those things. I think it makes you human. And I think it helps Hmm. live a better life when you actually do have those contrasts in your life because it helps you even more in the moments to feel, wow, I'm so now I'm really living my life. I'm really grateful because I have had moments when I've kind of doubted myself or I've had shame, I've had guilt. Um, having human emotions and having primal instincts is part of being human. So the biggest thing that I want people to realise is disconnection doesn't mean that you are a bad person, that there's something wrong with you, that you need to spend the rest of your life trying to fix a puzzle piece. I think everyone has their puzzle pieces. Connection <clears throat> is a contrast that we need to be able to work with and be proactive with and and just acknowledge it. So mm. the, but then the connection part comes into it. Um, it's really interesting, like um, hearing you say, um, that, you know, for you, for example, when, when you felt disconnected, you said really for you it's an opportunity to really take a moment and say, why am I feeling like this, whether it be with a person, whether it be waking up first thing in the morning yeah. and to really get present in that. But then on the other hand, you're saying there's a big, um, there's the other end of it where you, um, you know, the extreme where you can you can be depressed because you're mm-hmm. so disconnected mm-hmm. Um and um, but that's where you can ask too much of the questions, and I, I I can understand that. So I guess I guess I'm just curious more about that. That you know the difference between hang on, the disconnection, asking those questions. Hang on, where am I being disconnected? What's just happened for me? Why did I experience that? But then also the depression where I'm too much in that, and at what point do we stop without? kind of going down the medicalised way and that's not to say that anything's wrong with that. That might be implicated sometimes but just yeah, of course. I'm curious, yeah, from your point of view. Yeah. And, again, I guess it does, it comes back to um, the primal part of our body. So uh, there's uh, this this great book um, that I'll, I'll share, um, I'll get you to share through um, an email, but they go into how... Um, Depression can also be part of a primal response to when we don't feel safe by something. Um, sometimes our body shuts down to preserve our life. So there's that part of us that still wants to be here for something, but often if something has happened, um, and per- my personal experience, um, I'd had a um, really traumatic experience and that had subconsciously um triggered me to feel unsafe and being unsafe my body shut down and I had that feeling of well I don't I don't what's the point of me going on because the the not feeling safe the body shuts down so being able to unpack with really meaningful questions is so important to then helping with reconnection but it's being able to, yes, establish what is that disconnection and then you can start to put in place the connection because, um, like you said, Susie, sometimes we can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into why am I disconnected, but there comes a point where you it's like a seesaw. So it's being yeah. able to that I'm disconnected because of this and I feel most connected when I have this and that's when yeah. you balance between one or the other it's not diving too much into one and it's Mm. I'm not disconnected I'm not depressed or overwhelmed or anxious it's not avoiding it it's accepting it so diving into that acceptance and then it's balancing out with well if I feel disconnected by that what helps me get back into alignment into connection and that's where you start to put tools um, into place which is what I am most passionate about teaching Mm when you have more tools in place, yes, life's going to happen to you and we lose people and we lose things and don't work out the way we want to and our survival can be challenged, but that doesn't mean we can't get past it. Mm. So, okay, so before I ask you about some of those tools to help us feel connected, to help us feel more connected, what is connection? Like from your experience perspective what is connection 
Uh, it's so interesting that you do ask me that because uh, the biggest thing was uh, working on values. Mm-hmm. When I learned connection was super important to me. Um, connection, I guess, like disconnection, separating mm-hmm. yourself. Connection is uh, that like the light switch, like when the light is on, when there's that sparkle within you, when there's that alignment between I'm living something and that person who I want to be, connection is the space between us. So we could mm. uh, on the other side of the world but feel connected to someone. Um, so it's that space between and it's that energy that uh, intertwines. Uh, and same thing with nature. You can be in different places and feel connected. Yes, mm. physically touching, but mm. uh, you might even know being in relationships or being near someone. I've given someone a hug before and not really feel felt connected to them, but I was physically connected to them. But connection is mm. just that physical element. It's more than just being able to touch something, being able to be in your body because we can we know like we can go through our daily life and then we can realise at the end of the day, I don't even think I stopped to acknowledge my breath today. Mm. Um, Connection is awareness. Uh, Connection is that intertwinement of the space between. Um, Mm. Connection is living in alignment to your your truth, to, again, Mm. who you want to be and... uh, a feeling and a sense of like that oneness. So the the nature, the people, yourself, like everything is intertwined in some way. So if disconnection is separation, then connection is that intertwinement. Intertwinement. I love that word. How you use that. Um, yeah. You what? Yeah, it's really interesting when you say that. So so what comes to mind as I hear you speak about connection? Um, as and as you share what that you know what that is for you it's like and I think you said this piece is a puzzle coming together mm. and then the more that we stay present the more that we allow that space between us the more pieces of puzzle can keep coming on it's like things come together come together more whether that be by oh my gosh I'm clear on this now or oh my gosh I feel more whole or oh wow I'm not worrying about that anymore because I understand that part of myself now mm-hmm. it's like we can to me it's almost like what you're saying that through connection through that level of awareness whether it be with myself or you that I can integrate more of myself that perhaps I haven't integrated and ultimately that means being then in integrity with oneself which goes hand in hand with awareness as well um I find that fascinating and in that comes that I mean I feel that in that comes that sense of safety Mm. feeling safe within who I am and if I'm safe within myself then I'm safe with you then I'm safe with the world around me or at least I can discern where you know where where I don't even need to go where where you know where I'm not going to feel welcome where what's not for me yeah it's interesting. So thank you for unpacking that so beautifully because it, it then goes back to that whole sense of being rather than doing. How can I be first in here before I, before I do anything? I mean, I just had a session with, with just the most adorable client and this is what we talked about, you know, but this is exactly what we talked about, this sense of being. Well, how can I be more of that? How can I be that? And it's through that awareness. It's through that well, whatever it is for you, right? For me, I know for me, connection happens. Like I experience incredible connection even now as I'm speaking to you with mm. my clients when I'm when I'm in a session with them. When I I experience connection, certainly when I'm in nature, when I'm just mm. relaxed with my family. I mean, there's so many different pieces to that. Mm. Um, I'm curious about you. When do you experience that connection? Mm. That's beautiful. I actually would encourage everyone in this moment, if you are listening to this, to to do the similar activity and be able to just have those two columns of what kind of disconnects me, what connects me. Um, And I'll share at the end as well um, some extra kind of apps or tools that have personally helped me Mm. uh, a bit more than just writing it down from time to time. In the moments where we're most disconnected or we're most connected, we kind of forget to track 
what was happening. So to get uh, a really consistent uh, wavelength of what's happening, uh, there, there are some really great ways to track it a bit more. Uh, but coming back to what connects me most, um, again, I, I do agree it is a very, uh, it's quite a personal thing because just because uh, I feel connected with this doesn't mean that somebody either. I know some from friends that they feel so connected during football and sport and I'm like, <laughs> I love you for that, but that's not me. I love yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to go and play a bit of footy to uh, But for me, that is why I was pra- started practising more and um, decided to do my teacher training because there's something about um, I'm a very kinesthetic learner. Like I, I love to be able to feel things and being able to do yoga helps me to sink into my physical body and and just notice feelings that come up or uh, different parts where I'm holding it in my body. Um, love massages because mm. that physical part. Um, I love being able to have some really, we call them melting hugs. So mm. um, you go up to a friend, it's not just like, hey, but hey, yeah. you, you hold, but then you hold mm. And you melt into it and you allow yourself to hold it for those extra few seconds. And almost like it's weird because it's those extra few seconds, but those are the most delicious hugs because you melt into them and your heart softens into them and you take a moment to really feel the person in front of you um, and I guess open yourself a bit more instead of the closiness that we can do. So melting hugs. I love um, and being outside. I love being yeah. outside and just being in a, a bit of nature, being uh, on the you know the beach. Some of those typical ones, but that is that's that's my truth. And I've I've been able to write those things down a bit more. Um, another one for me actually is inspiration. When I'm inspired by something, I feel most connected because it then reminds me to kind of be more proactive with what I do. So it, it sparkles my, um, hmm. my passion and there's this, uh, uh, my yoga teacher, Kate Kendall, says follow your charm. So yeah, it lights you up if there's something that you're like, gosh, I feel so connected to that or that word or that sentence, that quote, that experience then follow that because that's your charm that's what's lighting you up so they follow that and it it really cultivates a a place for you to go it it helps you to better um create your map ahead um okay here's a question i love that thank you for sharing those melting moments and 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 how for your inspiration um, helps you feel more connected. And I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, for me, it's also, it, it is feeling inspired and it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, um, now it's gone, but it's, it will come. <laughs> what do you want to, oh, okay. So here's, here's, I think this is an interesting one. So, okay. you know, when we're, when we're connected, it's like it just feels, I don't know, it's just, it just is. It's just mm-hmm. right. And, and then, you know, when we're following, yeah, we're in fly and we're following, you know, our charm, which is that sense of inspiration, the little breadcrumbs that the, you know, divine kind of sends our way and it can feel so good. And it's like, what is this good? Do you think that we sometimes can also sabotage that and go, no, 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 it's not meant to feel this good. And it's like, no, this is, um, no, I, I get to get logical and I need to follow a, um, a strategy, an outline, or there's going to be a plan. It can't be that good. I better mess it up. Not that we consciously do that, by the way, but that um, that we do that, I guess, because we can't handle that level or we never have handled that level of being in flow, hmm. which is not necessarily even things always going well because that's not, that's not what it's about. You know, life is about that balance. But being in flow is about recognising, oh, okay, hey, shit's happened. <laughs> How can I be with that in a way that it keeps me 
connecting in a way that keeps me to you know in in my in my presence but anyway i'm just curious about what you think about that yeah um <laughs> yes yeah. self-sabotage isn't it wonderful <laughs> uh, um, I, I love it. Um, being able to name that little self-sabotage that kind of pops up in your head. There's, um, mm. inside out that has these little characters in this, uh, it's a children's movie, but it's just so brilliant because it just kind of reminds you almost like, imagine if there was a little, little sassy person in my head that's kind of, I'm in flow with things and here's me drifting and I imagine zooming into my brain and there's just this little character going, Oh no, <laughs> like a little sassy one in there saying, you can't have that. It can't be right. It can't be everything yeah. that you want it to be. And uh, I, I do, I love that you brought it up because it reminds me again of that seesaw. We talk about connection and connection. Mm. Our body is always trying to rebalance us. Our body is mm. an incredible thing. And within our own health and body, it's always trying to find balance. And it often will take away something from somewhere else to then help our body somewhere. And it could be at the detriment of us, but it's just trying to rebalance us. Um, and same thing with our brain. Often uh, I find my mind is trying to just rebalance me. So if I'm kind of up here in flow, you can have that thought process that can then oh, magically pop in and you're like, that thought even just come from? I was so in flow and next minute it's, really and it's just you just have that thought in your head like oh oh you think you can and you're like oh yeah and then you you know you close down but that's where the Mm. to it of mindfulness is that state of being so when you talked about flow and then even acknowledging a thought pattern that is my (laughs) it's living Mm. um, mindfulness is living in awareness and it's able to, again, be okay with being in flow and then notice when your body's trying to rebalance you and give you a bit mm. of Again, it's helpful. If we went out into the world and just thought, um, you know, for example, a, a, a snowstorm, we go out to the snow and we think, I'm warm, I'm warm, I'm great, I'm going to have the best time, I'm going to make it to my friend's house, I'm so warm, we're going to have cups of tea, it's going to be great. And then your body's like, I'm cold, I'm getting hypothermia, we're going to die, <laughs> get back inside. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a part to us where we do need logic. So it's good almost for us mm. to pop in. Um, you know, there's little self-sabotaging thoughts that can be like, well, you can't do that. It's like, oh, okay, I'm curious. You know, thanks for making an appearance. Hey, hey, mm. why? Why can't I do it? And then you can, again, unpack it and be able to put those things down. But the mindful state is not letting those thoughts control you. And then mm. meditation can come into uh, life as well as another tool to be mm. able to live in flow state because flow state is, is beautiful. It's brilliant. Yes, we will have logic, um, but meditation is then the tool that helps us to kind of clear our mind so that we can better live in alignment to what we want to do because uh, our our brain is is wired by what we focus on. So what we focus on grows. So mm. they say that thought patterns we have well over ninety, like ninety five or something percent of our thoughts are pretty much the same as what we had before. So we keep having a similar thought process, or we can start to intervene and and change it. But we we don't just change it just in the moment. We need to be able to have tools of awareness. So throughout your day, mindful, intentional, awareness living. Um, and then meditation can also be that tool that you add in to help you clear your thought process, to help you to realize yourself when you feel like that's not really that's not really what I want. Like that thought mm. is then causing a feeling. Um, mm. Because our feelings are actually only momentarily. They only last uh, for like 90 seconds and then they pass through. So we respond to things, we feel things, and then our thought process is then what continues it on into uh, a state, into that feeling, 
um, and then we turn into a mood. So we might, you know, mm. by a thought process. Um, one for me is that I'm not enough. Like I'm not a good enough teacher. I'm not a good enough sister. I'm not a friend. I haven't messaged that person in ages. And I'll have that feeling of a bit of guilt and I'll be a bit, you know, sad or then I might get a bit angry at myself. And I can then in the moment decide to feel that feeling um, they call it somatic intelligence when you can actually allow yourself to feel it and then release it. Mm. Allow yourself to feel it within that moment, mm. then it's going to it's going to stay there. Your body will hold on to it because you need it, and it needs you to be able to tell your brain what to do with it next. So your body holds things and it keeps on holding things for you, doing a great job. Thanks, brain. Thanks, body but it holds on to a whole lot of things and all of a sudden it feels like we've got a backpack on that's weighing us down. If we aren't regularly allowing ourselves to feel the moment, breathe into it and then let it go, it mm. then um, a mood and we could you know, feel guilty about something all week, all month, and then it mm. to become mm. a personality trait if we let that mood stick around with us for long enough. It starts to then be like, oh, well, I'm just an angry person. I'm just an anxious person. I'm just a frustrated person. And we label ourselves with those personality traits. Um, but our brain our brain is, is plastic. Our neuroplasticity is literally proven that we can change the pathways in our brain and we can have better uh, emotional awareness and allow flow within our body, but we have to be prepared to in the moment, acknowledge it, feel it, let it go, and then continually practice like meditation or yoga, whatever is your flow state that helps you to kind of clear anything that is no longer serving you. That's the thing that we really need to do, be able to have something daily in place. Um, for me, when I'm teaching, um, I'm not big on telling people they must do this. You must have this and you must do it this time. Um, I think it's important, but I think everyone's different. And I know myself, I felt guilt if I was like, oh, I didn't do a 6 a.m. yoga session. But I'm mm. the guy will do my yoga and I will practice it in the times that feel right for me. <coughs> And I will do my meditation and I will do my um, moments of connection. I started literally putting them into my day as inspiration time and connection time. And then within the structure of my day, I might be like, okay, well, I need to focus on this today. I need to go and get these jobs done. But I also schedule in time for me to intentionally connect or clear or feel inspired and it doesn't matter what it is, as long as my intention is there and as long as I continually do it every single day, like brushing your teeth. I love that. I love how you say that inspiration time, connection time, and I remember you shared this with me before and I was so impressed. Is yeah. that, so is that, if we go now to some of the tools to help, to help us connect, and because this is part of the work that you're doing and something that you're studying and something that you're passionately committed to. Um, so can you share some more of the tools? So this is kind of how you make some of those tools maybe happen, you know, blocking it out, putting inspiration time. And this is, and I remember somebody else sharing, um, one of my colleagues from the States sharing how, you know, she actually puts in appointment with myself mm. and blocks, blocks out two hours, which is, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, so what, what are some of the tools then that you, specific tools that you use to then help you connect, which is about being more mindful, isn't it, which is about mm -hmm. clearing, about getting present within yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably because I'm a teacher, I love acronyms. So uh -huh. STOP is a big one for me, S-T-O-P. Mm -hmm. uh, and I use that throughout my day. Uh, so stop is the S stands for stop. You literally mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. Like just stop. Uh, mm. and I've been in the middle of a classroom with kids everywhere. So I get it. Mm. Uh, you're a parent and you've got your family around you or you're in a big meeting or mm. something going on and you don't want to be that crazy person that has just stopped what they're doing. Um, it doesn't have to be, uh, really dramatic, like you don't have to drop everything and say, I'm stopping, 
<laughs> like dropping the, the, the dinner on the, I'm stopping it. I've seen myself do that though. You Maybe, can I'm, Look, I must confess I may have done it once and I said, that's it, I'm going. Yeah. I've gone upstairs. I don't care. Sure. I and may you have. can do that. Yeah. Sharing it. You, you really need to. But it, it, it's just, um, for example, if you're kind of noticing um, your disconnection, so if you're noticing, yeah. I'm not really connected to what I'm saying right now, stop talking. Just stop for a second. Stop. Talking. Uh, if you are uh, doing an activity and it just doesn't, it's just not feeling right. Like you can notice yourself getting tensed up. You can notice your jaw starting to tense up and there's not really the softness there. You can notice your shoulders tensing up. You can notice that part in your stomach that's starting to be like someone's twisting it and you're like, oh, what is that it, inside? And <coughs> excuse those, me. those moments of acknowledgement, mm. stop. The T is for take a breath. Mm. Like again, like I said, I've been in a classroom and I will stop. I will take a breath. And the most interesting thing is the children then do that with me. <laughs> mm. They've started to notice as well. If I'm getting a bit frustrated by something or overwhelmed by something, um, your family as well, if you're in the middle of an argument, things are starting to tense up. And you stopping and taking that breath, it changes the pattern. So that's the most important thing. If you can start to change a pattern, then you rewire your brain. So T, take the breath. O is for observe. Why am I in what I'm feeling? Is it because my value is honesty and I know I just lied? Is it because my value is um, commitment and I'm not being very committed right now? Um, is it something to do with your values? Is it something to do with the person who's in front of you? Uh, is it a boundary? Are you not really okay with something that they're doing? And this is a good thing for you to observe because it helps you to build your relationships, helps you build stronger connections. Because um, one of the biggest things is, will someone will be doing something okay with it but we don't really speak up in an authentic way about it we kind of either block it out we um get frustrated by it we act out but we're not taking a moment to be like well what what is it is it something that i've had a thought process and that's triggering me is it somebody else or is it the surrounding am i not feeling safe am i not enjoying this is it too claustrophobic do i need to get out Whatever it is, observe what is happening for you. And then the P is proceed. So you can do these steps sometimes within a couple of seconds. It could take you all day. <laughs> it could take you an hour. Uh, but STOP is a really great acronym that I use daily to help me be more mindful. Uh, mm. Okay, that's, I love that. STOP is that I use. <clears throat> I love acronyms. Yep. Uh, who is, um, again, the acronym GET, G-E-T. Mm -hmm. And I started utilising that as um, like a morning routine tool. Uh, and, again, everyone has their, um, their different ways, but a really simple one is gratitude, excitement, and something you want to take action on. Uh, so especially if you're feeling on that disconnected side of I don't want to get up today, uh, it helps you to change your state. So G, G for gratitude, something I'm grateful for. Could be any, anything, anyone in my life that's worth getting up for. The E is something I can be excited for. Uh, if you train your brain, you can actually look for things. Uh, it's mm. like you, okay, let's all look for blue in the room. So look around the room. Where is something that's blue in the room? Could be any shade of blue, but I want it to be blue. So I want, even if you're listening to this right now, I want you to look for five things at least that are blue. So go look for the mm. thing blue, label them in your mind. I'm going to get you to call them out. So blue, 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 blue. Okay, close your eyes. Place your hands on your heart. Think of those things that are blue. Mm -hmm. Now tell me 10 things that are red. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> you can open your eyes now, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. Of, you're thinking, yeah, I've got this blue. Yeah. Uh, the couch, the pillow, the light shade. I didn't even know that was blue. And you <laughs> pick these up and then you're like red and you're like, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't focusing on that. So your brain will start to bring in more of what you focus on. Um, that's why I say mm. excited. If you train yourself, you might not be excited on the first you do this for something, but if you do something enough, attitude of gratitude, something you're excited for, your brain will start to increase not just in that moment but throughout your day. It will start to register. Mm. That's important to Jackie. So I'm going to to store that in her memory bank. She likes that. She's grateful for that. She's She's grateful for that. She's excited for that. And we store those things. But if we tell ourselves, I hate that, that annoys me, that's disgusting, what is that? Then we store those things. So you need to be intentional at the start of the day. What am I grateful for? What am I excited for? That sets you up for your day, but it also helps throughout the day to be like an automatic uh, sorter Mm. your brain to sort things and then the T is what's one thing I can do today to move myself forward and that can Mm. help other side of the scale with the anxiety if you're feeling overwhelmed by things it's because you then are going into your mind and saying I need to do these 18 things in the next hour and your body's like, oh. So if you say, what's one thing I want to take action on? Yes, you're still acknowledging there's lots of things to do, but you're honing in on one thing. And you can tell yourself, if that's one thing I get done today, then I'll be proud of myself at the end of the day. And that gives you less guilt because you're like, thing is possibly achievable. I could focus on that one thing. So if you realise my daughter's just not really seeming herself. So an intention I want to have for the day, something I want to take action on, is creating space to connect with her. It could be something within your work. It's like I have a really important meeting and I want to prepare for that so I feel connected and in flow when I start speaking and I'm not nervous, as nervous about it. I feel better when I'm more prepared. So one thing, take action on that. And if you can put those three things into place, G-E-T, gratitude, excitement, one thing I want to take action on, helps you automatically set yourself up for balance for the day because instead of being too disconnected from I don't want to be here or too disconnected with I'm so overwhelmed, again, I don't really want to be here because it seems like a lot of pressure, you can start to uh, re-balance yourself in a simple step. It can take you three minutes. You can really enjoy it. So you can carve out 20 minutes or an hour to um, get into flow with it. Uh, but there's really no excuses for not doing a GET to set up, set, set up your morning. Um, a company, whether you have a lot of children, you have both, whether you just have a jam-packed schedule, you can find a few minutes. You can even do it while you're brushing your teeth. So what what it makes me think of is how me saying to my girls, just get on with it, can now start to acquire a different meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Once I break down the acronym to them, what I really mean is be grateful, get excited about something, and what's the one thing that's going to get you? Exactly. I'm going to practicing on myself. All right, so stop and get on. Well, stop and get. I, I, I just keep kind of saying get on with it okay so stop and get just think if we had time to do like a quick little maybe two minute like a reset reconnect mindfulness tool that you had I know I'm putting you on the spot here sure um so yeah there's lots of um lots of different mindfulness grounding activities we could do but uh a big one that uh, I love is just like allowing yourself to drop down um I call Mm -hmm. it I invite you to join us wherever you are. Um, just come to a comfortable position, somewhere where you are equal in your sit bones, and just start to allow the spine from the base of your spine right through, just to grow a little taller, 
And at the same time, allow your shoulders just to melt down. Relax the jaw by creating a little bit of space between top teeth and bottom teeth. And to connect with your breath. So slight breath in through the nose. And gently part the teeth and breathe out through the mouth. With each gentle breath, imagine yourself anchoring down right here into this place. And just like a boat on the ocean, often we find ourselves drifting from place to place. And while your boat may have a destination of where it needs to go, right here and right now. You can anchor down. With each breath, allow the flow in through the nose. And as you peacefully allow it to escape out through the mouth, Allow that downward energy, that anchor to drop through the spine, through the sit bones, and just drop into this. Gently bring hands to knees. Keep the eyes closed here. Just spread the fingers out onto the knees. Take a moment to apply a little bit of pressure through the fingertips. And then very slowly move the hands slightly up the thighs and allow the palms to press into the thighs. Just take a few moments here to press into the thighs one by one, pressing one palm right and then left. Like you're giving yourself a nice little massage. And gently move the hands up and down the thighs, just a slight brush of the palms up and down the thighs. And come to a rested position. Palms come to stillness and take one final deeper breath in through the nose. Open mouth, exhale. And when you're ready, just begin to peek the eyes open. And come back to the moment, acknowledging what's in front of you. The sensations you feel inside and if there's any connection there. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie, for giving us that gift of connection. Yeah, the more we can do this, the more we can just stay connected. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask you is what is possible when, what happens, like what is possible in the space of connection? like in the way that we are now? Mm. Uh, I think what I've experienced myself and what I've personally seen is we, we just live life more fully. We, we live life on purpose and we have so much more to give 
when we are connected. We withhold a lot when we're not connected because we're preparing ourselves for the storm. So when we continually practice being able to connect with who am I, what do I want to bring into this world, our our relationships are so much deeper, so much stronger, so much more giving. Love is a place, comes from a place of I want to give because I I I'm here and I have it. Not I want you there because I need something from. You. We give so much more. We love so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we have so much more kindness and compassion for others because we're here. Uh, we're not up here in judgment. We're here in connection, and then we have so much more flow with what we do. Um, being in flow, you would know things just pop in. Experiences come up, people come in, like you just, you change, you literally change your electromagnetic field around you. It's not just um, a, a hoo-ha of let's all just meditate and feel better. It's we scientifically have proven it changes the energy wavelengths that you put out and you can be like 10 metres away from someone and just have a feeling of, ah, oh, I, like, I like that person. There's something about them that I want to be, closer to and a lot of that has to do with if you're connected to yourself then you can attract more in of what you want in your life it did it to me connection and and regularly reconnecting uh just helps you fulfill your potential it it helps wow that's pretty powerful yeah that everything you can can be so it's it's living on purpose and it's fulfilling your full potential Hmm. so it's um it's imperative that we do it that we connect and i i don't think that we get this enough you know that we really get this enough that we're like even as i'm in that connected state i get all emotional and teary because of because it's painful we cause suffering to ourselves when we're doing that yeah thank you thank you for for this gift thanks for joining me today on empowered conversations subscribe to the show now and then head over to my facebook page Susie petrozzi for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present be powerful and be on purpose see you next time for empowered conversations